Father in heaven, we pray your spirit will be with us as we take some time today to reflect on the experience that we've been through. Help us, Lord, learn, help us to learn from this experience, everything you would have us learn. In Jesus' name, amen. So one of the amazing things about today is unless you've been out of town, and we'll pick on you in a minute, but unless you've been out of town, everybody here has been through the same experience. Now, you might have been through it slightly differently, or all of us might have encountered it in different ways, but how rare is it that we all come to church one Sabbath, and as we reflect on the week past, every one of us has had the same experience as the primary experience of the week. And it's not just those of us in this room, it's all over this entire area. How often do we find that we have the same experience in common? Now, we're particularly blessed today because uh, Pastor Schiffbauer from the Altamont Springs Church is joining us today. He's down front here, and we're glad to have him. And I thought about surprising you and saying, Pastor Dan, we're glad you're here to preach. Come on up. No, but I wasn't going to do that to him. Um, But glad that he's here today, and the reason he's here today is because the Altamont Springs Church, our sister church just down the way, I guess received quite a bit of damage, is that right? A little damage, but your power's still out. So their power's still out, so they weren't able to have their service today, and, and he's doing what for us pastors is probably the rarest thing that ever happens. You attend a church close to the one you pastor. We never do that. We only go to the one we pastor, or we're out of town and we go somewhere else. So we never go. We have no idea what goes on just down the street. You all know, because you guys go different places. We have no idea what goes on in other churches, but we're glad you're here today. Glad you're joining us. But, but that's what's unusual, and maybe you realize that this is unusual with your neighbors too, because they just went through the same thing. How many of you have had a longer conversation with one of your neighbors this week than you've ever had before? Yep, that's me. I said more to my neighbors this week than I have cumulative since I moved into my house. Just this week. Because we finally had something in common. We probably have more. I've just never bothered to find out. But this week I did. I talked to my neighbors We shared an experience. Wouldn't it be a shame to share an experience like this and not learn anything? So as I was reflecting on all of this, a text, uh, I stumbled on a text that that to me really put it all in perspective, and it's Amos chapter 4, verse 13. It goes like this, he who forms the mountains, who creates the wind and who reveals his thoughts to mankind, who turns dawn to darkness and treads on the heights of the earth, the Lord God Almighty is his name. So this is an amazing storm. It was big enough to produce hurricane-force winds on both coasts of Florida simultaneously. But compared to God, it's nothing. It's pretty powerful that there can be a storm that can continue to move air like it did on into the next afternoon. On Monday afternoon, it was still windy and the storm was completely gone. But compared to the power of God, it's like nothing. 
As we get started here today, I want, to, I want us to participate in an event. And this isn't going to be hard. You can do this because all that's going to be required is standing up and sitting down. And you only have to stand once and you only have to sit down once. You've already done that. You've proven you can do it coming in. So, so I want to encourage everybody to stand up right now. That goes for everybody standing up just for a moment. Okay, very good. You're doing very well. All right. If you were out of town... During Hurricane Irma, sit down right now. All right, and we will try not to loathe you for missing out on things. Okay, look around, you're still a lot of people. If you got through the storm and never lost your power, sit down. And you are the ones we really struggle not to loathe. Okay. If you got your power back on Monday, sit down. Okay. If you got your power back by Tuesday night, sit down. If you got your power back by Wednesday night, sit down. Now, by the way, I'm still standing. <laughs> All right. If you got your power back Thursday night, sit down. All right, that's where my hand comes down. If you got your power back by Friday night, sit down. And the rest of you still don't have it, do you? Isn't that something? All right, a little sympathy for everybody still left standing. You look, you look fabulous, nonetheless. All right, everybody can sit down. That's the kind of impact we're dealing with, and there are folks that are still dealing with it. And uh, so all week long, if you were one of the people that lost power, all week long you were dealing and coping. And one of the ways we coped was uh, Alicia and Ariel spent the days with, with different folks. They were with the Hilliards because it was cool at their house. And they, they stayed at uh, Alicia's mom's place at night because it was cooler there. Gable and I stuck it out at the house. We worked all day at the house. And... Uh, Actually, I wasn't going to shave until, uh, until the power came on. You're lucky that it finally came on. I was looking pretty rough. But uh, so doing the different things. I actually have some pictures from the house. Patty, can we throw those up there? I got, I got a picture of my yard when I came out. Uh, that picture is actually one Patty took from around her place. But that was my front yard there. Uh, no actual trees down, but, but debris everywhere. And I got another picture. Uh, that was my refrigerator after Wednesday. So nothing left in there that was any good anymore, but maybe you know that experience. But that's what we've been through. Let me ask another question. You don't have to stand for this, and this is just raising hands. How many of you had a tree fall somewhere in your yard or around your yard? I, I didn't actually do that, but okay, look around, see all those hands. How many of you had one that actually fell on your house or something and damaged it? Did you? All right, there's a couple here. It's actually quite amazing how many folks actually came through this almost unscathed and how much property damage didn't happen. We certainly, our hearts go out to all the ones who did experience that. But you know, another 15, 20 miles, on that, miles an hour on that wind and we might all have been raising our hands there in that last group. It's an ex intense experience that we've been through. 
And so I thought maybe we should spend a little time today reflecting on that experience and, and what's happened. I've asked Pastor Barb, among different ones on the staff, but Pastor Barb to come up and get us started here. Barb, tell us a little bit about the storm and what you experienced and what you learned. We do need to know as a congregation that Pastor Jeff went through a conversion experience this past week because he wasn't totally sure he believed in the hurricanes and what they can do. And I heard so, a lot of talk, but I'm from out of state. So, yeah. so he is now fully converted, and um, he will probably leave the next time a little storm comes. But so. I'm still not canceling church. No, we're not <laughs> yeah, he says it's got to be a category five and below, uh, above for him to cancel for, church. That's right. That's right. So, um, so he's learning. We're working with him. So, Jeff, one of the things we learned a lot this week as a, as a family was the value of community and loving relationships. And that happened in three ways for us. One was preparing, one was praying, and one was playing. Uh, so first was preparing. You know, as a family, we began to prepare for ourselves, but also for a lot of other people. My husband got some people together, some young adults that he works with, and began to go home to home, boarding up windows and moving furniture and just doing whatever people needed, you know, to help prepare right up till Sabbath started. They were just doing all kinds of preparation for people all over the place. The second one thing was praying <clears throat> and scripture reading. Um, you know, we got, we made our daughter come home. Yes, we made her even at 27. We said, you're coming home. <laughs> and uh, so she came home and a lot of her friends joined her. And so we gathered all together and we sang and we prayed. And it's just amazing how that has a way of calming you down. And uh, so we did that on Friday night and Saturday night. And then of course, all through the storm. And then it was a real treasure for me on Sabbath morning to meet with some of the children in the children's departments and talk to them, because of course they were quite afraid. And one of the scriptures we focused on was Isaiah 41.10, do not fear, because I'm your God and I'm with you, and I'm going to you know, stand by you and uphold you with my righteous right hand. And so I talked to them about when the storm is happening, come up with hand signals you know, that well, you can make that can make that scripture real for you as you're going through that. So we did a lot of praying, and that really, as a community, uh, really helped us to develop those loving relationships with others. And then we played, and along with playing, we ate. So the one thing he didn't ask you, and I'm sure you would all have to sit down, is how many of you ate most of your hurricane snacks before the hurricane even started, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, everybody's like, I ate most of my stuff already. I'm going to have no food for the hurricane. Um, so we were one of the fortunate ones that did not lose our electricity except for a day. And so I became a gourmet cook, you know, overnight and was just cooking up everything we had and inviting people over. Gwen and Harold were our house several times. And we had just different people that we found out didn't have electric and just said, come on over and join us and just enjoy some air and some fellowship and some food. And so we did that all week long. And so one of the, the final lessons I learned is we didn't look the greatest. Our houses were a wreck. Everything was not perfectly put out. It was paper plates and, you know, just everything was just everywhere. But we had a great time together in loving relationships. And I thought, you know, if we can do this in our worst, what could be if we would do that in our best? Amen. Amen. So one of the things that struck me in it all was uh, after the power was out and there was all this damage and, and so we get the rakes out and I'm starting to work in the yard and you saw that there. What should happen but neighbors showed up 
Actually, people, folks that are members of our church who were a part here at first service showed out and jumped out of their car with their rakes and started helping us clean. And before you know, you're inspired and you're helping your neighbor. And it's amazing when someone is kind to you, how much you want to be kind to someone else and pass it on. So much so that I got blisters on both of my hands through my gloves. So I guess that's a, that's a proof of, of uh, what a cushy job I really have, that just one little storm and I get blisters. But, but you get out and you start working and you start sharing and helping each other. And in fact, that spirit is such a powerful spirit within this community that, pa- that Pastor Mark put out the word that uh, if there were people that were willing he would organize some teams today, this morning, that would get together and go out and do some good during this time when normally we're in here comfortable in this nice, cool setting. And he just put that word out, and before you know it, there were over 120 people from this church that volunteered to be part of work teams with Pastor Mark this morning that went out this morning at 9 o'clock and have been out there doing good in various places around. And I'll give you a follow-up on some of what they've been doing today, but right now, we're going to try to hook up with Pastor Mark live on FaceTime if we can pull it off. So here we go. Patty's doing some extra special tricks today for us. And there's Patty. Everybody say hi, Patty. Okay, there he is. That's Pastor Hello. Mark. So where are you now? So we're in Bent Oak. This is some of the, uh, some of the debris here. Let me switch over. There you go, that's a little bit of the debris. But he had a couple trees in the back. Lowell had a couple trees in the back. And uh, we have people working in the backyard, but I wanna show you something real quick. Lowell has uh, shown us his first car, that first second car that him and his wife purchased in Minnesota. Oh, wow. And that is a classic 56. Board. And you can, the whole church, you can wave. Hey, good to see y'all. Thanks for all the help. We really appreciate it. They've helped us in the set of That's right. So Lowell says that he's going to see if the date works for our October Fall Festival and bring a bunch of classic cars out there in the parking lot. So I oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. All right, so, so how many folks, Mark, have been out working, and, and where all have you been able to go? So we had 187 volunteers, and wow. I absolutely thought we'd only get about 40 or 50. So we have them all over Apopka to Mount Dora, Longwood, and uh, everybody is deployed all over the, all over the city of Apopka and, and past that even. That's amazing. I said about 120, so you said 187. I I think that may be more than we had at first service today. Yeah, and Barb is uh, getting ready because she's going to feed us all here in a few minutes, so I'm hoping that she's got plenty of food for us. Okay, well, that's going to be a challenge for her, for sure. All right, nobody else try to get in on that. It's already hard enough. I want to show you something else. We We ran into a guy that we were trying to help and, uh, and we did help him, but he was a little bit bigger than Jason Lassell and I and, and much stronger, and he was stubborn, and he wanted to give something to the church, and we kept on saying, no, 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 and he, he looked a little scary, so we ended up helping him, and he asked, how many kids are here? So we told him, and look at this. 
So this guy gave a bunch of $2 bills to every single kid oh, that was wow. out here helping. Oh, wow. That's that awesome. something? Yeah, that's really neat. All right. Well, Mark, I appreciate you leading this effort and uh, getting so many folks out. And, and tell everybody the church says thank you to everybody that participated. And uh, we'll see you whenever you finally make it back. All right. No one has... Just, What's that? Just for, risk, just for risk management purposes, you can let Roger know that no one has cut their fingers or hands off, but my wife has a blister. Oh, no. Oh, I just, no. I just wanted to let, let everyone know that, that she does have a Band-Aid, too. We have <laughs> ER doctors with us. Okay, good news. All right, thanks, All right, man. See you guys. All right. All right, so that's an amazing response of a lot of folk who wanted to spend this day doing some good. And, and we actually got some feedback earlier from Dan in Victoria Mandraken is one of the places that a team went. And uh, Victoria sent this note to Pastor Patty. It said, praise God, right after Dan and I saw Pastor Mark online through FaceTime, we received a knock on the door from God's people who came with huge blessings of work and fellowship from the Forest Lake Church. The crew not only removed the fallen cedar tree, but other limbs from trees that would cause damage during the next storm. Jesus answered my two prayers to keep Ashley safe in Pasco County and keep our trees from hurting people in homes. He is a God of abundance, surprising me with his people to help with cleanup and preparation for the next storm. What a blessing to be able to be a blessing. And these are pictures uh, of, of different things that have gone on. Is this at their house or are these just in general? This is actually at their house. This is the team that turned up there and some of the work they did this morning uh, to help clean out that space. So we can be proud of the young people in the church who are willing to work and, uh, and put, uh, put to reality the notion that God has put us here to be a blessing. So God people service. That's the GPS that we've talked about from time to time, that we've got a passion for God, a passion for people, and a passion to serve. And we're seeing that service today. So I thank Pastor Mark for that good work that he's done. Now, now I want to ask Pastor Evan to join me here for a minute, because as the week went on, I don't know if you saw, how many of you had any damage from flooding? Did anybody have a flooding problem? Okay, we didn't, okay, there's a couple. We didn't have so many flooding problems in our area, even though it did rain an awful lot. But certainly there were places that did. Uh, I guess the Little Wakaiva River has been a little high, and there's some around the St. John River. There was, there was flooding, surge flooding on the East Coast, and some on the West Coast, and Jacksonville had a lot of flooding. But it was midweek, and we were talking about this. And uh, Pastor Evan sent me a text, and he said, uh, you know, with all this flooding around, I can't help but think of the song, Higher Ground. And uh, I thought, yeah, that's for sure. So Evan, tell us a little bit about that. You know, I, every week I have to sit down and think about songs to choose for the upcoming service. And I knew that we were going to talk about living in the aftermath and my little twisted mind comes up with all kinds of songs that we could sing, but we do not from Sabbath to Sabbath. And so that one came up, and I thought it was kind of funny. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground with all this water coming up. So I sent it to him as a joke, and then now here I am standing here telling you this. So um, 
my life gets full of issues. They kind of come at me like floods, you know? They get closer and closer, and you just go, ooh. But Jesus will raise us to higher ground. Amen. He is there, and we can say, Lord, lift my feet on higher ground. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I thought we ought to sing the song. So join me. Patty's going to put some words up, and let's just sing it together. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bow. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and I shall stand by faith on heaven's table. So most Sabbaths, we come here, and, and I can see Patty up there, but you never can. And so this week, we thought, let's, let's bring Patty into what's going on, because she has some direct experience with having some folks come and help her out. And if you got into her neighborhood, man, there was so much damage in that neighborhood. Now, not too many homes, but so many big old trees that were down. So... So Patty, uh, have we got her on the screen? We're going to put Patty on the screen here. There's me. All right. There we go. There she is. That's the view I see from here each week. So, so Patty, tell us a little bit about uh, the help you got before this storm even came in. Very useful, I thought. It was. But before I get to that part, I have to tell you that Jeff Patterson was really annoying to me before <laughs> this storm came because he just poo-pooed it. He says, oh, it's not going to be that bad. <laughs> so I had everything I could do to keep from praying that a tree lands on his house, right <laughs> over his bedroom. I didn't, because then I was afraid a tree would land on my house for praying that prayer. But I was so glad that he at least suffered the times of heat and uh, work great. outside. Yeah. 
And he's he's going to he's going to come with his child tomorrow and clean up the rest of my yard so that he doesn't sit around and feel like a slug kind the of rest of the day. Re- an act of repentance on my part. <laughs> anyway, before the storm, um, our staff is pretty close, and I thought I could ask Mark Reams to come and help with something. We'd had a, uh, Mike and Shirlene Fisher had put up a nice shed in our backyard, and you know, and I and I wondered because it's a little bit above the fence if the of uh, the lid, the roof would fall off, float during Irma. So I asked Mark to come and please do something with that. And I'm going to show you what he did. Okay, hold on. I'll go back. Okay, there you go. I asked Mark to take down the roof of my shed so that it wasn't up, so it didn't blow away in Hurricane Irma. And Jason and he showed up at my door with masking tape. Yeah, Jason. Yeah. Teacher said in third grade math, that's it. So Mark was really saving the day going all the way back there. Yeah. So these boys came to my door to help with their two big rolls of masking tape, and I saw them, but I wasn't going to acknowledge that I saw them because I knew they had to have another plan. And they kept saying, I don't think this is going to work. I don't, I don't know if this is going to work. Well, I want you to know, I posted that video on Facebook. And after the storm, people said, you know, and I let people know I was all right. They said, but what about the shed? Is it okay? And that tape is still on that shed. It never blew off, even though everything in my yard was blowing every which way. Before the storm happened, aside from Mark and Jason coming over and doing that, so many people were helping and saying, you know, I didn't get my Amazon order, so my batteries didn't come, and well, I have some extras, I'll get them to you, and people were helping and putting information online of where you, what stations had gasoline and where you could get the um, propane for your grills and stuff. I found that before the storm even happened, the community was getting closer. And it felt good. There's been so much stuff going on in the world today that it just seems like the goodness of people has been kind of clouded over by all of the nonsense going on in our own United States and around the world. So the storm came and the storm went. And as we started out the morning after the storm, we didn't lose our power until 5 o'clock when the storm, that Monday morning, people started peeking out their windows and then they started coming out their doors and pretty soon people were in the streets just checking things out. Our house got the prize for the the house that had the most junk in the front yard because we had a branch down and everything. But several of my AV team had promised, if you need help, let us know. And I texted Paul Lauer and said, we need that chainsaw. 20 minutes later, he showed up. He hadn't even been to his own house yet. He and Josh showed up at my house, cut a big, huge branch from, that was laying across my bushes in the front. And while he was doing that, the neighbor across the street came and said, I have a branch. I, I don't have anything to cut it with. Could you cut this? And Paul said, sure. And the man said, well, how much, can I, how much, how much do you want for pay? And Paul said, I can't take money for that. 
And so over he went there, and then a lady two doors down came up to the house and said, you know, I've got a tree laying across my trampoline in the back, and I'm afraid that if it's going to fall, it's going to land on my house. And so Paul went back to her back um, yard and cut down that tree for her. These are the same people that during Hurricane Matthew after that, they came to my house to help me. It's hard for me to ask for help now. I used to be the one that was giving the help and hauling and all that kind of stuff. But as you get older, and I realize I'm not old, old, but I, things just don't work the same way anymore. And so to ask for help, it's hard, but I did. And um, these people in my neighborhood, when people came over to help me get my yard clean during Matthew, Pretty soon the lady across the street needed something, and then the lady two doors down needed something, and then the lady at the end of the street needed something, and the lady... They helped six of my neighbors who are all single people that live alone. And when this storm happened, some of them hinted that maybe you can get your friends from the church to come over. Well, Tuesday, Several of those people came. Jason Lassell brought his boys, and Mark Niemeyer sent his, and we had a whole crew of people coming in and finishing our yard. And then the lady across the street who really struggles, she's probably about 75, and she has lupus, and she does her best, but it's hard for her. She hurts a lot. And she had some things down, and she'd been standing at the end of her driveway looking very much in need. So when she saw that we had help, she came over and mentioned something to Jason. And Jason wanted a, a nail and a hammer out of my garage, and I gave it to him. I said, where are you going? He says, the lady across the street needs help. Now, Jeff, he shamed me because my first comment was, hmm, this is, you know, she didn't even look like she had any damage in her house. He's, and he looked at me, and he says, we have to help her. That's what we do. And you know, that's what I found, is that people just, no matter what is going on in this world, people, when you're all on level playing ground, they want to help. They want to help. They ended up not just tacking up her soffit, but going in her backyard and cleaning that up. And I don't know, Jeff, they may be in the backyard of the lady with the trampoline down two doors today. I sent them that address, and they, that was going to be a surprise for her. But I did learn two things. One thing is that in spite of all the ugly that goes on in the world, there are some mighty wonderful people. Amen. And I, I, I sit with them in church. I live next door to them on my street. I meet them everywhere I go. There are some wonderful people, and I hope they can say the same about us. My church has a really good reputation on my street. Amen. The second thing I learned is that I'm cutting down the Formosa sweet gum trees in my front yard that continue to drop leaves and branches every time it storms, and I am replacing it with a nice, beautiful magnolia tree. Because as you go home, you look and you find the magnolia trees in your neighborhood, there's not a one of them with a leaf off. <laughs> They're all standing, shiny leaves and all. So that's it. So you get a gardening tip today as well. As, uh, yeah, very good. 
All right, I also want to ask Pastor Roger to come up here for a minute because we're talking about different groups that we've been uh, sending to do different things. And Mark has led a specific team today, but Pastor Roger's also been coordinating some efforts uh, by some other groups throughout the week. And Roger, tell us a little bit about how that's going. There are going to be people who needed help raking, cutting, trimming, hauling, piling. And with that anticipation in mind, we put a, for a, uh, a volunteer sign-up sheet in the lobbies last Sabbath. You may remember that. Some of you signed it. A lot of you signed it. I didn't anticipate, first of all, the ferocity of the storm and all that was going to happen, but I didn't anticipate as many people helping, being willing to help, as it was a long list. We had people on, as early as Monday calling the church wanting to know if the, somebody could help do this or somebody could assist with, with something else. And we had volunteers. I, with my list, I started calling and, and connecting volunteers with people who needed help. And the, the response has been marvelous. It's much appreciated, all that helped. And, and uh, mowing, cleaning roofs, raking, hauling branches, getting, getting blisters. Right. Uh, deacons and Pastor Jeff uh, helped uh, clean up some of the church property here. But I would like to give a message to th three groups of people. First of all, for those of you who received a blessing from being helped, you're welcome. For those of you who helped and hauled and stacked and cut and so forth, thank you. And for those of you who I did not have a, enough people to call and got, didn't, didn't get contacted to come and help, your name is on the list. Hope for another hurricane so you can also help. <laughs> <laughs> or not. You don't have to. Yeah. All right. So our, Pastor Steve's going to come. He's the last one that's going to come and talk. Now, he's got a little different angle on this story because uh, you might have been a little jealous of him when he sat down saying they got power back immediately. But just because your blessings have returned doesn't mean your responsibilities are over. So, Pastor Steve, what was it like to have power again? Uh, well, we never lost it, but uh, we don't tell too many people that. Yeah. Um, we became a refugee center uh, for those Duke Energy refugees. So we... Um, we're taking care of people, but the main thing like Roger was talking about during the week was it was amazing how many people in the church were asking to do something for someone else even while they were going through very difficult times. Facebook was very active, texting was very acting, active. It was good to have Pastor Mark have his thing going, Roger was coordinating, so I was amazed people taking people to doctor's appointments, people taking people into their homes, uh, people just getting out on the street. I I'm sure for you guys, when it was over, I took my dog out and I couldn't find any grass for the dog because there were branches everywhere and the, and the road was covered and there was one on my son's car. And by the time I went inside and took care of the dog and came out, the neighbor was out there taking stuff out of my yard. Mm. He had started in my yard before even doing his yard. Mm. So we got out there and got the road cleaned off. And like you said, um, we talked more than we usually talked because where are we going to go? Fast foods are closed. Everything's closed. It's a major crisis. So we have to spend time with people. But I was amazed the kindness of strangers and the incredible outpouring of help from this church. My hope is 
that we never stop doing this. Amen. Because there are always people living in the aftermaths of storms, whether they be physical or spiritual or emotional or illness-wise. And I hope that we can hang on to this desire to serve and looking for broken trees and broken branches and broken people that we can help. So I was very proud to be a part of this church this week and uh, to see all the good, good things going on. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Pastor Steve. So, so we need to wrap it up. It's just kind of a review of what we've been through and reflection. I'm sure there's a million stories. You have your own stories. We still have opportunity to make connection. It's kind of a window, but it, it closes. We'll all go kind of back to our lives of separation unless we can build stronger relationships in these moments when the doors are open. And I hope we will. But as I was reflecting on, again, on the storm and on the power of the storm, a, a passage came to my mind that I thought of from Acts chapter 2. And I never thought about it quite like I did this time. But Acts chapter 2, verse 1, you find these words. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind, not just a wind, a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Now, during the night when the storm was approaching its worst, I'd fallen asleep. My son Gable woke me up, and it was about 1.30 in the morning. And we went downstairs, and the winds were building to their crescendo. And we have a little uh, uh, patio area behind the house that's very well covered. Uh, the wings of the house come out, and then, then the top comes over. And it's very well protected. So we, we went out onto the patio and set our chairs up down there. We actually moved them a little closer to the house after a little while. But we set our chairs down and sat, to watch, and, sat and watched the storm. And there was a particular tree behind the house that was blowing back and forth, and, and it was all good until one point when we kind of wished maybe we hadn't gone outside at all, when a really big gust of wind came up and we thought it might be coming down. But I got thinking about that. That was a violent wind. That was the sound of a violent wind. You heard that sound. That's the words that were chosen to represent the awesome power of the coming of the Holy Spirit and falling on the disciples. Maybe you thought it was a cute little zephyr. No, when the power of God comes, it comes in mighty power. And it's even a little overwhelming and perhaps even frightening sometimes. It was a big storm. You couldn't put that storm in a box. Yet God could put that storm in a box because He's bigger than even the storm. This is the mighty God we serve. Psalm chapter 62, verse 11. One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God. The mighty power of the storm is nothing compared to the power of the God we serve. And because this is true, verse 5 of Psalm 62, yes, my soul find rest in God. My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. 
He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. And now this is what I want you to take home with you to remember for every storm yet to come. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to Him, for God is our refuge. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank You that You are our refuge in times of storm and that Your mighty power is greater than any hurricane, greater than any wind that blows on this earth. Lord, we are Your servants. Send us out to do good. And every time we have opportunity to connect with those around us, help us to do it, that people might be one to You and become servants with us of the God of all power. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.